45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Hi everybody, this is your cousin Brucey, and you are listening to TV Confidential. And now, not confidential, here's Cousin Ed. Ed Roberts wants a reminder that we'll play highlights of our conversation with Don Wells from July 2017. Later on in the program, we hope to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Bill Funt is with us as we continue our tribute to Don Wells this hour. Bill was close friends with Don for the past 12 years, and he is sharing some memories with us as part of our tribute this week. Don Wells passed away Wednesday, December 30th at the age of 82. Your dad, of course, created Candid Camera. Did he ever recruit any of the Gilligan's cast members on Candid Camera, either when the show was on or afterwards? No, not at all. And I can't think of any particular reason other than it just didn't happen. But he did cross paths with one of them. And if I, I have told this story elsewhere, but now it's your turn. Okay. And it's a good one. You remember in the late 70s when CBS had its 50th anniversary? Special? Yes. Okay. It ran, for, it ran for the entire week, as I recall. That's right. That's right. There's, Anyone who is one of your listeners would probably know it. And it was a great gathering of talent. I mean, to this day, I don't know if there's been that many famous people all in the same place at the same time. And my father was there, and so were a lot of other people. I mean, if you look at the photo op that they took that day that's somewhere on the Internet, I mean, everybody was, who was notable at that time was there. And so there was a lot of people that my dad rubbed shoulders with, and there's a lot of people that he could have uh, regaled us with stories about. But at the end of the taping, we were living in New York at the time, and the taping was in L.A. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the taping is over, he calls my sister and I, who are about eight and nine at the time, and he very excitedly says, Billy, Julie, I just met Gilligan. <laughs> How did you react to that? Oh, he got major, major cool points that day. <laughs> Are you kidding? He was uh, he was heroic for at least a week. After. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's good. A week, that's good in dad time. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's good, right. That's good in dad time. Um, and, you know, I, I later also became good friends with Dream at Denver, who was married to Bob at the time, mm -hmm. and, and she has said, since that that evening was her first exposure to Hollywood proper, and she just said, oh, boy, what an evening. She thought she was just going to faint being around all those people. And in many respects, Dawn was the embodiment of Hollywood proper. We, we, we mentioned she was old school in real life, but she was very much old school in terms of, you know, she wasn't part of the studio system, but she first came to uh, her, her film career, her TV and film career started at the tail end, we are the last vestiges of the studio system. And, mm -hmm. and there, are, there, there are a lot of, this is another conversation, there are a lot of bad things about the 
studio system, but there are a lot of good things about it sure, as sure. well. And Dawn embodied the good things. And, and Absolutely. that sort of, she kind of built her career on, on the value she learned as a result of that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, I don't, I don't know if she was under any particular contract to speak of, other than the contract for the series. But yeah, she definitely cut her teeth at a time where you could really, uh, you know, learn the ropes in a way that's probably harder to do now. And that's that's why I'm sure she formed that uh, boot camp that she did, so that she could provide a way for other people to do that it's too bad that that's not going on now but then again without her running it it might not be the same thing anyway you shared your favorite memory of don a little while ago how would you like don to be remembered how would i like don to be remembered i i mean i'm pleased to say that that's going to happen uh exactly as i would like without my help uh, I mean, she is dearly beloved around the world. That, that is no exaggeration. Yeah. To, to say that she is every bit the international treasure that the Beatles are is absolutely no exaggeration, mm-hmm. no hyperbole whatsoever. She is that dearly beloved all over the world. Um, and, and by the way, also, uh, I mean, as recently as last year, I saw men just tripping over their tongues, uh, around her and I'm talking men of all ages yes. here. Um, uh, you know, she was an enormously attractive woman and mm-hmm. she radiated that till the end. But beyond that, she was, uh, she was a very kind person, very kind person. Uh, and she was a very dedicated person to her work. But she also didn't, she didn't take it seriously in in the bad sense. I mean, she didn't really, she enjoyed the attention that she got as Marianne, but she didn't base her self-esteem on it or worry that it was going to go away at all. Nor did she ever go the opposite route of feeling like it was uh, annoying and too much and something that she didn't want to talk about, which, you know, there was uh, there was another girl on the island that felt that way sometimes, but Dawn wasn't, <laughs> Dawn wasn't that person. So, no, uh, Dawn wasn't that person, and it's fair to say that maybe Dawn took up the mantle for that person. So she was doing, she was doing uh, two people's work as ambassador. I think so, actually. I think so, now that you mention it. Uh, I mean, people have asked uh, about her and Tina, and they, there, was no, there was no problem between the two of them. What there was was Dawn and Tina worked together not real closely for three years half a century ago. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. There's no problem. There's just, I mean, I mean, do you have a, a problem with someone you haven't spoken to since kindergarten? No. no. You just haven't spoken to them since kindergarten. And it's, it is a characteristic of working in the film and TV industry. You work very closely with someone, you know, mm-hmm. during the length of the show. And then when the show ends, you go your direction. 
they go their direction, and you know it doesn't mean that you're no longer friends. It's just that's that's sort of the nature of the business, and you know you get right. involved in other things. Well, I mean, even during that, I, I think during that time, Tina was more guarded than the others. The, the other six castaways did become close and did hang out, and they also saw each other a lot over the ensuing decades because of personal appearances and reunion projects, which Tina almost never participated in. So, you know, they actually did work at uh, maintaining a relationship with each other, whereas Tina just didn't. And uh, so, you know, the the reports, some of those reports are exaggerated, and it's good, uh, you know, it's good tabloid fodder to say that Tina and the others all hated each other, you know, but it was never really anything that extreme. Well, that's why we have you, Bill, because you're the eighth castaway. You you debunk all this stuff. (laughs) I actually dress as Ginger. (laughs) Is there anything else about Don that you'd like to share that I haven't asked you? Well, let's see. Um, just one little personal memory. I, um, one day I came over to see her, and I, uh, I ran a little errand for her, actually. I picked up some stuff from the drugstore, and they were having, uh, uh, they were selling those clown noses to benefit whatever the Patch Adams Laughter mm-hmm. Foundation was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm getting the name totally wrong, but they were selling clown noses at the drugstore, and uh, I brought one over, and I just said, hey, here, have a clown nose. And at one point, I decided to photograph her in the clown nose, and she just wasn't having any of it. So just as soon as the uh, camera started to click, she flipped me off, and I have a picture of that. <laughs> and, you know, if anybody has earned the right to one moment of, of a profane gesture after behaving for decades. It's Marianne, right? Absolutely. I mean, come on. She's, I mean, I, I owe a few uh, flipped birds to the universe for all the liberties I've taken, but yes. she, she earned that one. And I will never publish it on social media or share it with another person, but I will always treasure the thought of and I, I i will just always and my go-to memory to make myself feel better is thinking of don wells in a clown nose flipping me off for the camera it just life doesn't get any better than that i'm sure sorry that i didn't get to see dawn one more time i think the last time i saw her was the last time i saw you yeah at the museum which was yeah I said this on Facebook. I will say this on the air. It was, I mean, to see the pure joy on her face at, mm-hmm. you know, the display of Gilligan, a Gilligan love and love for Don Wells that night. I mean, I will remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good day. She had a great time. Yeah. And so did I. Bill Funt, thank you so much for sharing some memories of your friend Don Wells with me and my listening audience. Thank you for asking. You can now purchase T-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash 
merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.